Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, welcome to the show. It's the Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here I am. Um, it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Um... <laughs> I'm trying to remember to say that every day. It's really fitting for my life recently. I just keep going, oh my God, well, how has not more people written songs with this in it? Oh wait, they have. Matt Pond wrote a song called The Problem Is Me that I talked about on this podcast um, back in September, long before Antihero by Taylor Swift came out. So check that song out. Um, today on this show, I am in Los Angeles still because my boyfriend is working on Beauty and the Beast. Check it out on ABC, December 15th or something like that. <laughs> um, not quite sure what it is. I think it's December 15th, but uh, he played me, or I guess he told me, I should say, about some of the musical performances that are happening, and they are amazing, and I forgot how much I loved that movie. Um Andrew is in Indianapolis tonight, so he is not here, but um, Anya Marina is filling in. She is here. She is 
live from Cupertino, which is where your iPhone was not made because we know that's China. It was <laughs> created uh, intellectually nearby, and she's up in the hills of Cupertino where her parents live. Is that too specific? Are people going to find them? <laughs> oh, yeah, they're going to find them. Please, please come over. Uh no, that's fine. But your little logo of the maps on your iPhone, that is Cupertino. It says say like that. 280 right there. Or yeah. it used to. They changed it. Like when you it. click on maps <gasps> on your iPhone, the, the little picture it. that is the on your yes. app is Cupertino, is like where your parents' house is. Yeah, that guy. So you it like you can to go be- to that intersection. How far are you from that intersection that is on the app picture? Like right there is where I went to Starbucks today. <laughs> no <laughs> right way! There. Oh, yeah. There's a Starbucks there. I bet if you could take any tiny square picture of a quarter mile of America, there would be a Starbucks in it. (laughs) So I guess that's not that crazy. Um, Especially in Cupertino. Really? There's so many. Oh, yeah. I was at the one today and the guy was like, I'm so sorry. Someone took your drink. It's just been that kind of morning. It was so nice. They made me a new one. And then the lady behind me was like, is my cappuccino right? And he's like, oh, oh my God. I'm. Let me check. I think someone might. Wait, did you put your order? Hold on, ma'am. Can I see your phone? And he's like, ah, oh, you picked the Starbucks two blocks down. <laughs> and he was so nice. Oh my God, he that's so helpful of he's him. He's like, we'll take care of you. Yes, he goes, These people are dealing with time. this all day long. There was a meme going around the other day that I posted where it was like a Starbucks employee, like kind of crouched down in almost the fetal position, like looked like he was really sad, like on the floor. And then there was another employee that was comforting him. And the meme was when she says, I'm never coming back to the store again. (laughs) So it's just like, they don't fucking care. (laughs) Like it was just like making fun of when people say that at Starbucks, these employees. I thought you were going to say it's like a pipe comforting another pipe. Oh, yeah, it was exactly like the pipe shot. (laughs) (laughs) Noah is in Arizona. She's here. Um, Yeah, that pipe shot. I didn't get to look at the comments on that, but I hope that people saw what I was talking about. There are some people that see these things that I see, too. Often, my friend Taylor, um, the train jumping hobo, sees them a lot and faces (laughs) and stuff. Um, But, uh, yeah, so um, what was I going to say about Starbucks? Oh, there, it's 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 such a vast um, difference between the kind of employee you'll get at a Starbucks. You might go to a Starbucks where they're just like not having it, don't want to have anything to do with you. And then there's some that are so nice that they've recently maybe had a meeting about um, being kinder to, the, you know, you, you can tell that they just had a team meeting about like, you need to start asking people like, how's your day? What are you getting into today? Like yesterday I went to Starbucks and... I don't talk to any of the employees there because I do mobile orders. So you just go up and grab them. So they don't have to have these like partner interactions, which is what they call them, I think, because I'm on the Starbucks subreddit. So I read all about (laughs) what it's like to work at Starbucks. And I think they call it part, like maybe the people they work with are partners, but there's something that they, they really drive home. Like you got to talk to people that come up to the counter and, and be like, how's your day? And like really connect with them which to me seems like bullshit and I'm sorry that you have to do that as an employee yeah, like why ever do they, anywhere. There's like courtesy, but why do you have to like connect with someone for three minutes? Because yeah, it line. creates a connection that, you know, makes you feel like this, this place cares about me. I'm home, you know? This place where I buy an $8 latte is home. These people get me. This is like cheers. Totally. I walked in yesterday and the guy goes, Anya? And I'm like, oh, I feel so. How do you know? Because I've only been oh, in town yeah. a couple of days. And he goes, I know your order. And I know. I miss. 
I genuinely I miss the Starbucks people at my, I have had so many <laughs> different Starbucks in my life, but there's one that I used to go to during the pandemic that was, <laughs> the cafe was the first to open and when I was living with my parents and didn't really have a lot going on, was, I think it was before the podcast even, like it was just, I would go there every single day and write and there was this girl there whose name I now forget, but I run into her around town sometimes and she and I like struck up a friendship. She didn't realize I was like semi-famous or whatever I am. I hate saying famous, but you know, she didn't know I was somebody until after we had already been friends. And then she was like shocked. It was like a fun thing for her to go like, wait, what? What? <laughs> like her freak out. And then I see she, she goes now to the beauty school that is by the Starbucks that I live at. And so I run into her there. There's like this beauty, like, um, Aveda, maybe it's not even Aveda. Like, there's some beauty school that is right next to my Starbucks apartment building, Starbucks that I live next to. And right before class, there's like seriously probably 70 people dressed head to toe in black because I guess that's the uniform and they all line up to get their drinks. I'm dying to know why these people don't mobile order. People love a line, <laughs> but I really people do miss the people line. that I see every single day at Starbucks um, in my neighborhood who are always like, Here's your latte, Nikki. Like, and I go, I'll see you. I'll be back in two hours. Like, they know that I'll be back. <laughs> they don't give me shit about drinking too much caffeine, which, by the way, I'm off. And yesterday, I actually did a um, an interview with a friend of mine. So a friend of mine I met through, I'm not going to give any specifics because I don't know if I'm not supposed to say, but he interviewed me for this thing. And then we struck mm -hmm. up a friendship. And while we were interviewing, we got into a lot of other subjects. And I was like, you know what? you should do an article on like people quitting caffeine and how caffeine is like such a more, you know, problematic and uh, really what's the word I'm looking for. I want to say systemic because that makes me sound smart, but it's so not that word. <laughs> so it's like a bigger issue than we think. And it's like, you know, insidious, pervasive. I guess maybe is the word. It's a pervasive, pervasive, pervasive. Yeah. Addiction. Yeah. What's, what are other words that make me sound like a political analyst? Um, it's just a bigger problem than you think. And then I said that, um, oh, uh, mellifluous. No, that's how you describe oh, yeah. my name when I used to talk about it. Um, so uh, I told him that and I said, and there's this whole community, a subreddit about it called decaf, where people are talking about how hard it is to quit. And I've talked about this on the podcast before. And he was like, yeah, check it out. And so then... He writes to me and is like, my editor like really likes the idea, so I think I'm going through with it. And I was like, fuck yeah, like I had a good, it's gonna get out there. And then I saw him post on the decaf subreddit, like, hey, I'm a journalist writing an article about quitting caffeine. If anyone wants to talk to me, and I was like, go, dude, go. And so then yesterday he was like, do you want to talk to me about it at all? And I was like, sure. So I said that I don't think I'm addicted to caffeine. I'm addicted to Starbucks because it is not me quitting caffeine has not changed the magnitude and the frequency with which I That's drink Starbucks at all. I was at, at LAX the other day. I was at gate 52. I was supposed to be at gate 52B. And I was like, where is the Starbucks? I got to get my whatever breakfast sandwich and tea. And I'm carrying a very heavy guitar, a heavy backpack. And that was and like a tote bag or something. And I'm like, oh, it's gate 60. This should be easy. And then I quickly realized it's in a slightly different terminal. And I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck it. I'll do it. I had to go. I'm asking people. I'm like lugging this shit around. My knee's hurting. I'm like, where is it? And they're like, it's just down the stairs. And then it's kind of a hike. 
And then it was just like an endless tunnel. And I'm in the middle of the tunnel sweating because I'm trying to wear lots of layers so I don't have to pack them in my bag. And I'm just thinking, bitch, you are a fucking addict. Like so addicted to this dumb, greasy sandwich. Like what is it? And I had the same thought. I'm like, it's not even the caffeine. It's something about the place. I hiked for 20 minutes. I had the same. Yeah. And then I almost missed my flight. You almost missed your flight? Or you did? Because it was this one has happened to me so many times as well. Like you have to take a shuttle to 52E. Like you're, I'm walking around. I'm like, here's 52A, and then it says like 52B. It's not B even a joke, J. Anya. This is so serious. Yes. I do the same thing when my plane lands. The first thing I do is look up what terminal the Starbucks is in, and if <laughs> it's worth me going to a different terminal. How many times have I met you at baggage claim? When you guys get off the plane a little bit before me and I go, I'll see a bad guy's claim and I come like 15 minutes later because I've gone to another terminal to get Starbucks because I can't wait. It's such yes. an addiction. Wait, Noah, you have this? I Every time I get Starbucks, I always crave it like, and I have to get another time. Avi does not like Starbucks. So I'm just like, oh, can we go to Starbucks? Can we go to Starbucks? And he has, like, he has to tell me no for me to not go okay. back. But it's never just like one cup because I think about it like three days after, I was just like Starbucks, Starbucks, Starbucks. I mean, wow. they do I give you cocaine with things. <laughs> yeah, I always get a Trenta <laughs> cocaine. No, it's, I don't know what it is, but it's like I. It the, there is a couple things that could get me to quit. Okay, if they ran out of almond milk i'm not going oat milk i'm not going soy milk too much sugar it would get me to i would just have to find another thing that i would be into i really would um if they got rid of the sugar-free vanilla which a lot of times you know because on mobile orders welcome to starbucks talk everyone um if you're just joining <laughs> us it's like the <laughs> starbucks cast yeah sorry oh, you steve think cast. we're almost done <laughs> we need that update on steve by the way okay well, let me just finish my diet drive. Yes. <laughs> Star- Starbucks. Starbucks. Because I think this is maybe relatable. Like if anyone has any like insight into their own Starbucks addiction, because that's the two things that could get me to quit. Because sometimes on the mobile order, they will say, you know, we're out of almond milk or we're out of the sugar-free vanilla. And there's no alternative. There's no other sugar-free syrup. I need a syrup in my coffee. There's no other uh, milks that have l- no animal products and low sugar. So if those two things go, my addiction will be broken. It will jump onto something else. I will find something else to like suck down every day in, you know, gallons fulls. Um, and it might be Steve. I'm just kidding. <laughs> cool transition. Um, okay. So Steve wrote on Saturday, I was in the car headed down to, um, San Diego Valley Center in, at Harrah's and I was in the car with um, Anya I don't know what I'm doing in Australian exit but um, so Not he bad, wrote right? and I ga- gasped if you remember correctly Anya was driving Radu my opener was in the front seat with Anya and I was like oh it's Steve he wrote so he wrote Glaze Dog Anya Puddle Boy and Noah I'd like to come forward as no friend Steve on the Steve cast <laughs> Because we could be in no <laughs> You went alone. Thank you for all the compliments. Most of all that I pick up on social cues. So Anya said that he seemed to pick up on. I didn't remember that comment. Yeah. You I said, said that he picks up uh, on social cues. Yeah. He yeah. knows when to leave. And um, I actually didn't booth. want him to leave. But yeah. He knows when to <laughs> be As like, you all right, your hair you so seductively. <laughs> I know. You're like fixing yourself My up. Imp. Don't worry. I know. You were totally <laughs> like, like getting bashful. You were like blushing. I'm like touching my arm. <laughs> 
<laughs> All the cues. Um, my impulse is to post that podcast on my LinkedIn profile, but not sure it would further my Apple picking career all that much. Someone's funny. Someone's <laughs> this guy's amiable, quick witted. I mean, God, Anya, sparkly I'm enjoying smile, the extra large shirt, eyes. but not as much as That's the new our workout inside joke. That you oh, and Steve God. have. Yeah, we have two. That he had sparkly <laughs> eyes? Did you tell him that? Not in person. No, I told him he looked like a medium, not an XL. Oh, and right. he was yes. like, don't tell me that. So that's our little inside joke. And then also he was Oh, my was God. Like, you have a thing with Steve. I'm so jealous. I Well, I did catch. I have a thing with Steve, too, but I'm not even going to talk about it here because it's so, like, sacred to me that we share it. Oh, bitch. Tell me. No, it's you between me and Steve. You, me. like, can't know. Steve, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It involved a camera phone and you taking a picture of a sign. I saw it. I don't even know what it was about, but I saw it. I saw Wait, the sign. Me, I need to know. Okay, so <laughs> I can't keep it to myself anymore. Okay, there's actually nothing. I got hot okay, and so had to take my jacket off just I now. Know. <laughs> I know. Why can't we talk about Steve? This is, isn't that the name of like a movie about lesbians? Why can't we yeah. talk about Steve? Okay. Um. So... When we when Matt was escorting me back to the theater from the meet and greet, I was following Matt, and then I s- ran into Steve on the way out because Steve had just been the last person, so he was just oh, a kind of so like lucky. ahead of us in the same direction. And he was taking a picture of the name of the place, which was the Luther Vandross, no Luther Burbank <laughs> Center. And I forgot yes. to do my Luther Burbank joke. I wrote a whole fucking joke about being at the Luther Burbank um, Center, which was the name of the place we played in Santa Rosa. And it was about L- Luther Burbank was a famous horticulturist. And I was like, two famous whores. In one pl- I was going to do something <laughs> like, I'm a whore in culture as well. Um, so anyway, uh, I ran to Steve. He was taking a picture of the sign. And Steve, if you could send us a picture of that sign, because you did, you t- he took it. I go, Take it a bit. I go, got it. Or I said something because I was like nervous around him. <laughs> why? Why? I like, I got in line for his meet and greet after that. I was like, can I get a picture with you? <laughs> there How are times where I want to get a picture with people that take pictures with me because they're either such cuties or like they just, and oftentimes I do get the picture because they post it later and I go, oh, I remember them. Um, there's one guy that comes to all my shows. He went to on the improv the other night. He was front row wearing my Nikki Glazer shirt and he went to two shows. He was like, I see you every November and I go, I'll see you next November. And then he was at the next night too. So shout out to the guy, that guy with long hair. I forget his name. I want to say like Hansel oh. or something. You know yeah. what I'm talking was about? Was that in Valley Center? He's gorgeous. Center. Yes. He's like a beautiful man. He looks almost like, um, he looks like a medium, like literally like a person who could see your future. Wait, is he white? Long, long hair. Longer hair. Um, no. He um Okay. He's a There's brown a kid. white guy from San Diego that had long hair and a maybe a goatee. Anyway, I have an amazing picture that Becky the photographer took of him and I I know I've like DM'd with him before and I wanted to send him this amazing yeah. picture of you too because it's like Okay, a well if you're a, moment, a white remember. guy with long brown hair and a goatee, reach out to Anya <laughs> about the picture. Yeah. Okay, so wrapping up Steve's note, he says um 
Oh my uh, God. He goes, so Anya, I'm enjoying the extra large shirt, but not as much as the new workout tunes. After Party at Jimmy's is my jam. I don't even know that song. He is like going deep in your collection. Nikki, it was it's only after I realized, after looking, I'm sure, it, is it, you wrote it? No, I wrote it with um, Jason and Brian from Louis the Fourteenth. It's a, it's a yeah. true rocker. You'll love it. Oh, fun. Um, Nikki, it was only after looking at the picture we took, I realized I am the unfunny tall guy from your act. I'm the unfunny tall guy. It's me. Oh, my God. He made a Taylor Swift oh, reference. We didn't get didn't that He goes, I'm the un- unfunny tall guy from your act. Because I talk about how tall guys aren't funny because they don't need to be because everyone likes them already. He said, I'm the... Un- I'm the unfunny tall guy. It's me. You nailed it on the pod when you said people <laughs> depend on you guys to brighten their day. I could ramble on expressing my appreciation for what you all do Monday through Thursday and beyond, but think I better sign off here. And that was love it how he him. worked a plug in. He's like, if you oh, wait. are just listening for the first time, it's Monday through Thursday. <laughs> oh, he said, but I think I better. You know, he totally did. Thank you, Steve, for that. He said, but I think I better sign off here, like any bestie would. Join me with a career apple picking in Santa Rosa. Wages are competitive with full benefits and lots of upward mobility. Now hiring. He said, P.S. The sweater is from Old Navy two Thanksgivings ago. Those guys can really pump out a quality garment. I mean, Steve, girls, if you are a single woman and you don't have much tying you down to wherever you live, move to Santa Rosa. Find this guy. He's funny. He's charming. He's cute. He wears old Navy. He makes it look good. He doesn't he's not trying too hard wearing like, you know, expensive clothes that are, you know, he, he doesn't care too much about his look. He just he'd already like that's the thing you want in a guy. You don't want a guy that like cares too much about his clothing, but still looks good in it. Agreed. Yes, More on this when we get back we after this break. <laughs> Sorry, no, Steve, that wasn't it. We egg. don't. Okay, but okay, men too. <laughs> Throw your hat in Steve's ring. Throw go out. Okay. <laughs> I I mean I Anya, you're devastating me with this this possibility <laughs> that Steve might not be heterosexual. This, I want to have a chance even though I don't I just made want one. Is th- the, the comment I just made is equivalent to my innocent comment saying, Steve, you look more like a medium, not an XL. I'm sure he's listening right now like, Anya, I am straight. I'm sorry. But he's so good looking. Yeah. He's, he could be gay. Yeah, he could be. That's a good point. Okay, well, we'll investigate this and much more after we get back from break. <laughs> Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer, and so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does, and it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time, you want it to look really good, and you want it to like stand the test of time in terms of like fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince, because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year-round. 
I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C, Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, welcome back to the Starbucks Steve cast. Um, <laughs> no, we've covered, we covered both those things. Um <laughs> Wait, what did you say about Steve right when we got back on you? I was that like, because you're like, minute. ladies, and I'm like, or maybe he's gay. But right, sorry, right. that is, that didn't, I didn't mean that as a nag. Same no, thing with the comment. You know about what, Steve is not the type of straight man, if he is straight, that would be offended at anyone thinking he's gay. No, because he's you know what a, I mean? an easygoing, he's amiable, secure, confident man. Yeah, he is. God, how is he single? We got to get Steve on the on the podcast and well, interview him. Steve, if you'd be down to come on the podcast, we want to learn more about you. I did write him back and I said like what do you do for a living? And I forget oh he works like I think in construction. And then he said something oh about God. like his hands really? get something gets bloody uh, and I was like why are you bleeding? And he said it was because he has to clear mulberry trees and he said there's many thorns on them. Oh my and god! Something like that. I love rugged um, hands. So now I'm totally sold on Steve. <laughs> okay, so you're sold. Yeah. I mean, Wait, everyone kind of freaked out Apple on the Instagram. No, yeah. I just was like, why did I know you were working working in some bushes? I had no idea. But you know, Santa Rosa's like wine country. There's lots of orchards or like right. vineyards. There's lots of herds um, yeah. there. 
So, um, but okay. Let us so know a your sexual orientation, the- Steve. <laughs> Yeah, please, Steve, let us know if you would be down, even though we're not down because we have partners. But we just want to oh, yeah, know yeah, if yeah. you, if in a, like, if you'd be down, if you're just down for vaginas or penises. <laughs> we're not going to judge you either or both. Like, we don't care either way. D-F-V. I don't even really want to know because I feel like I need to convince myself, even if you do only like men, that I could persuade you. <laughs> Why? Oh, yeah. We could Why flip even them. continuing to talk about this? <laughs> I need a Starbucks. Okay, so... <laughs> I um recently went to the voice doctor and got an uh checkup again. It was a couple of weeks ago. I didn't talk about it on here because it was like too traumatic. But mm. I got an update that my like some of the trauma on my vocal cords is back. And it's very upsetting because I spent so much money and so much time and so much silence on making them better. And it's back. So I am deciding to take the uh, a break and especially with my tour amping up and just with um, just trying to be more easy, easy on my voice and also be able to sing because I got this done because I like singing and I want to sing and it's good for my mental health. And I'm putting singing above work. I want to be like with the podcast every day and with my tour, I had to cut out all my social interactions, no more phone calls with friends, um, and no more singing. And I used to sing every single day and play guitar and I had to take it out and I realized I was getting depressed. And so mm. I'm taking the podcast down to one day a week until the end of the year to see where I am with my abrasions on my cords, my perfect cords that are all fucked up again now. And, um, but during that time I just, and I feel guilty because I want to still, I was crying about it to Chris last night. Cause I'm like, I want to still sing, but like, and I want to socialize, but it feels like how can I get away with that if I'm not, people are going to be like, oh, you're singing on now, but you're not working. So like, how can you do mm. both? Why are you, it's like, because I want to, sometimes I feel like work always has to come first. And it, and in some ways it does. If you like are contractually obligated to do something, iHeart has been so cool and they have allowed me to take a break from the podcast, doing it four days a week. Four days a week was something that I originally conceived of because it was during the pandemic. It was when I wasn't doing stand up as much and it just made sense for my life. But things change and it just doesn't make as much sense for my life right now, especially with this damage to do it um, every single day it's just too taxing on my voice and it makes it so i can't hang out with friends i can't do anything else those days or sing so just doing it one day a week until the end of the year and then we'll reassess but i hope you understand and i understand that it's frustrating to some of you who depend on this every single day and then there are others of you because i mentioned this on instagram live the other night others of you that were like, I stopped listening to the podcast because it was every day and I couldn't keep up. So it's going to benefit some people and it's going to annoy some people. And I hope that you, those who it annoys, will understand. Final thoughts. That's all. <laughs> well, the end of the Do you ever feel that way that though? Far. That you feel guilty yeah. about doing things that are not making you money with your energy when you complain about work taking so much of your energy. And then as soon as you get free energy, you're like, I should be putting this towards work, but instead you want to do something else. Do you ever feel that way? Oh yeah, absolutely. You have a little time off and you want to watch some stupid show or go for a walk. And you're like, I should be doing data entry or figuring I, I, there's a million endless things on my to-do list. I haven't finished, but we always forget that self-care stuff will pay off. 
It just doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it in the moment. But a nap, uh, massage, uh, mostly reading just a fourth sleep. Columbine book. <laughs> yeah, I'm now it really finishing does my fourth. Nurture the soul. Yeah, I'm I'm at the end it of the last Columbine book I can find. <laughs> And I Is love it, really? it so much, and I'm gonna miss. Um, you could probably write these a book. Wacky adventures point. I've been on with these boys. Wait, I'm, I was kidding when I said that. What, what did you say, Noah? You could probably write a book at this point on. Columbine. I know. I was thinking that like I could do a Columbine <laughs> podcast at least, guys. What if I took off this podcast and I did was like I'm good, so now I'm doing three supplemental Columbine podcasts a week. I honestly could because I could have on. I mean, no one wants to relive that except me every day. But I, um, yeah, have I've, you thought I'm on my more last about one. about like what it is? I don't know, like spiritually yes. or like why, like what it is that <laughs> attracts yes. you to it so much? Was it I don't the- think people are going to want to hear this though. I know the answer. Okay, like the please. newlywed game. I'm going to think of it, but then who tells it first, me or you? What I think Nikki will answer. Yeah, please tell me what you think, and I'll tell you if you're right or wrong, and that if we're going on a date tonight. (laughs) Okay. Nikki's (laughs) fascinated with psychopaths and sociopaths. She's also fascinated with wondering if her brain is at all like the brain of a psychopath or a sociopath or even someone on the spectrum. So she's always taking these quizzes to be like, to try and figure out where she falls on this spectrum or like if she's normal or not. And she relates a lot to the darkness of some of these guys that have suicidal ideations and like, you know, want to take people out. She would never want to take someone out or be violent, but she's fascinated with the darkness of uh, wanting to check out of this lifetime and um, that they had the courage. Oh, that's the wrong ding, word. Ding, 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 ding. I'm saying it so I didn't have to. <laughs> I didn't realize, I, you know, there is a morbid curiosity I want to just go back. I just really don't want people to, to think I'm crazy. Yeah, I want to go back. <laughs> I would like to go back to Steve. I would like to go back to Santa Barbara. That was so fucking fun. Anya and me and my mom last Thursday, after we recorded the podcast, um, my mom and I went up to um, Santa Barbara and met Anya, and we stayed at this hotel called The Californian that is so nice. And if you saw my Instagram, my mom created a new sensation that I want to do with her on TikTok or something. And it's just her going to hotels and going, look at this. Look at these sconces. I mean, look (laughs) at the detail on this bed. The curtains. Look at this. Just, yes. These curtains. Oh my God. Oh my God. Look at this. Oh my God. Look at the Moroccan tiles. Oh my God. Look at, look at this slab of marble. Nikki, you don't understand. They could do tile. They didn't. These are slabs of tile. Uh, what about her talking about the massage? Yeah. Oh, that massage. She did things. She woke up some things. I didn't even know. <laughs> Need to be woken up that were asleep. She, I, I don't even know if it was good for me, to be honest with you, because <laughs> I know about right. things now that yeah, I didn't know She said know she before. woke up. A part of her woke up that had been dormant yeah. for a while, and Nikki and I are like, I think I know what that is. And then she's like, I don't think that was good for me. I think that should have stayed. I'm like, no, Julie, it's good to remember you're alive. No, my mom is a like, broken woman. Know. Don't forget that. The night that we were at my dad's show, and Chris asked my mom yeah. if she was going to get up and sing, and she goes, No, I'm a broken woman, Chris. And he could not stop laughing. And she goes, And then, and then the other last night we were watching Love is Blind and after one of the girls gets broken up with at the altar, her mom keeps going like, I am broken. I am broken. And I go, my mom's going to pair up with 
this woman and do a Lilith fair of broken women. <laughs> a broken woman is a perfect name for the memoir of Julie Glazer. Let me no, just it say, was, uh, Steve. Let me just say, <laughs> <laughs> what? What about Steve? Let me just say that. So I'm doing a show in Santa Barbara. And Nikki introduced me, which made me cry. It was the nicest introduction ever. Totally I was trying to fuck you me- up, girl. I, I wanted—I didn't want you to sound too good. I was like, I'm going to get her verklempt as shit. It is weird. I cannot sing. What did I've I say that made you cry? Like, just you were like doing like a hybrid of what I usually do on stage with like how we met, but it was so genuine. Yeah, that never and- gets me emotional. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. You were just like, she's. No, you say the nicest things about me every night. Like I have to like, go York like, no, 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 because I can't hear them because it's too nice. Yeah. You reminded me, like, Amy introduced us, like, uh, mm-hmm. and then we just got on like wildfire right away. Anyway, Did that make you cry? <laughs> that you're not friends with Amy anymore? <laughs> I just was like, oh, I, I recounting it. Yeah, introduced I really... you guys. Yeah, Amy That's... was. How did Amy was a fan of Anya's and Amy as you know, good Amy fashion was just like open for me to Anya. Right. Or like do my show. Like she just reached out I to you. Cause Amy just Amy to do a comedy uh, to do a set on a, but music how did you guys know each other anyway? She reached Kate Walsh was coming to my show in LA once. And she was like, my friend, Amy Schumer wants to come. Is that cool? Put her on the list. And I was like the comic, this is in like 2009 <laughs> or some, or 2010, yeah. 2011. And I was like, yeah. And she goes, can I give her your Before email? the Schumer and boom. Before the Schumer boom. I remember she was doing that comedy Schumer festival Schumer boom was in 2014. Portland. Remember Bridgetown? Does that still happen in Portland? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So no. She, that was a comedy festival. She, she called me and she was like, sorry, I couldn't make, make it to your LA show, but I'm obsessed with you. And she's like, you'll never guess where I am. I'm on a couple's cruise with my sister. We accidentally bought tickets on a couple's cruise. <laughs> she was like on a romantic cruise with her sister, which we were laughing so hard. And um, and then she's like, I want to keep in touch with you. So we did. We hung out in Portland once with my sister, which was fun. And like we were all going through breakups at the time. And we had this very emotional kind of fun conversation about that. And then when I came to New York on tour, I was like, Amy, will you do a set with me? Todd Berry was going to do something. And Gabe Liedman and Max Silvestri and Abby Elliott or something. I don't read any books. books. <laughs> That's Gabe Liebman. <laughs> Anya and My I, favorite we line. love this joke that he does. Is like, um, I don't read any books. <laughs> Talking, <laughs> it's just, okay, it's go so on, funny. sorry. But she was like, I can't, I'm not in town. You should check out Nikki Glaser. And then I was like, Nikki Glaser, I started listening to your podcast you had with Sarah Schaefer. And I got like three episodes deep in it. I was just like, this girl is really honest and really cool. And I just, and then I reached out to you and we met and I did your podcast. And then we started having dinner every night. And then you were like, move to New York. And then I moved to New York yeah. and we moved in together. I remember talking down to you like, welcome to the city, honey. I'm going to show you around because <laughs> I thought you were younger than me. <laughs> I thought you were so much younger than me. <laughs> you came then. in like tan. You were so tan. I remember like this long blonde hair and you were just like, hey girl, how are you? And just like, I was like, oh, she's busy, this lady. She's a busy lady. What is what? your joke I think I was about doing Nikki and Sarah live. So I was probably up on the No, you collapse. hadn't That was before I learned how to manage. Oh, I hadn't. I was no, just running I around town. Before you got it. 
You were doing so that's much, right because we moved in together right after the it got picked up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, yeah, I was. That was God. You were such. I needed to get out of my apartment so fucking bad at the time. I was living <laughs> with this girl who was so depressed, and we didn't talk to each other. And I would just come in and like, do you ever live with a, a, a roommate where you just don't want to talk to them or like ever yes. run into them? And so you both like kind of creep around oh, the yeah, apartment. Yeah. Like you hear one door shut, and then you're like, okay, I'm good to go. And then they yes. then. They do the same thing for you where it's like that you guys never cross paths. That's what it was like living with this girl. And I was bulimic at the time. And so I was like, she, I knew she hated me because I was like throwing up every day. And like I was trying to clean the toilet. But I also had to like clean up her mess in the toilet because like that's the worst part about being bulimic is you have to like clean so many toilets. And like it's so <laughs> disgusting. It's just it's better if you live on your own. So like only try bulimia on your own. No, I'm just kidding. It's disgusting either way. Not disgusting like judgmental. It's just like gross. You have to deal with a lot of vomit. So I was living with her. She hated me. I was trying to like eat normally. But every day I would go to this disgusting bodega by my house and get like the same. Like sometimes I walk into like. You know, there's some bodegas or grocery stores in New York and they just, you go to like a bad grocery store, like a cheap grocery store and it just smells like that cooled, rotted meat. Like it just smells yes. like that deli yeah. section has that, it's like rotted meat, but they're refrigerating it. Like it just, so it's like, it doesn't smell like hot. It's just disgusting that smell. And I still smell it sometimes and it reminds me of when I used to like come home from sets late at night and just go and get, and the guys knew me. Talk about everyone knowing your name. I would go in there and they would always just like laugh at me because I would get the same like binge foods that were like easy to puke. And it was just so gross. Like I can't even tell you what I ate because it was such a weird like amalgamation of just if you have eating disorders, you know how weird the foods can get. So it was just I needed to get out of that so bad and I didn't know how. And I just I think gotten started going to my uh, my abusive uh, Dr. My abusive and so I was kind of getting out of <laughs> my like abusive the, therapist <laughs> yeah As yeah Nikki my abusive therapist her. yeah thank you for reminding people um, I called her my abusive <laughs> therapist so many times that um, Noah noted that it sounded like her name was Maya my abusive oh. and so Dr. Abusive <laughs> I started seeing her so I was kind of like climbing out of feeling better and then all of a sudden this angel landed into my life and I was like please Aww. let's get a place and then we moved in together Right after Sandy, I think, um, Hurricane yes. Sandy was like right. It had hit, and then that I think oh. the January. I remember I got a migraine that night. It was October thirty first. I think oh. it was Halloween, two thousand twelve, and I was supposed to have a. My show was starting in in two thousand thirteen. I didn't want to have an eating disorder during the show. I didn't want to drink anymore during the show. I had quit drinking the week, year before because I had gotten a pilot. Um. MTV had picked up a pilot that we were going to shoot in January and it was like October when they picked it up and um, I quit December 11th drinking and so I was sober by the time I started working in television but I st then it just got so anyway it was just perfect timing and then we moved in that place and I could afford it because I got this TV show and and then it was just bliss living with you it was so fun it was such a fun roommate situation but yeah so we went to Santa Barbara and I made Anya cry. Yeah, and then I played a set, and I, like, got my shit together after Nikki's amazing intro, and then I brought Nikki up, and speaking of vocal rest and the surgery and everything, I was, I mean, I hear you sing all the time, but when we did Antihero, I was just, like, zoned out at one point and just watching you, like, holy hell, like, by the way, we have played really nice theaters with amazing sound systems. This was a tiny bar in a beautiful hotel, and the PA was, like, a, a tiny box that the DJ plugged me into and it sounded so good. You were like hitting every so note, nice. perfect key, 
and it was just so fun and i don't know there was it was like, so fun you were so good it was like i get to watch Anya every night open for me but it's like I watch it from the side of the stage and I'm usually like still doing my makeup and changing and stuff and getting ready for the show so I don't get to fully absorb and it was just one of those moments of like oh my god my friend is as talented as Taylor Swift like but she doesn't <laughs> really have to try that hard because uh -huh. you don't like I really had the realization of like she's just as good as Taylor Swift which is and I told Anya this this past That's weekend so nice. and she was like that is such high praise and I would not say that if I didn't mean it I don't dole that out i don't expect anyone to be as talented as taylor swift no one you can be half as talented as taylor swift and still be one of my favorite artists but anya is as talented as taylor swift in terms of songwriting sorry taylor i know that you want to be the only <laughs> one and i'm i would be the same way if i were you but there's other people you were right up taylor's there. a regular listener she's at home like fuck this bitch going from four days a week to one i count on her <laughs> She'd be like, what I just Steve added I gonna 72 do? dates to my era's door. <laughs> and by the way, thank you to um, some besties wrote to me yesterday. And I'm getting hooked up with tickets from besties who have <gasps> like, nice. who have got, you know, they signed up for two different. I don't even know how the thing works, but I guess there's a couple besties that got two waiting list things. And they're like, you can have my tickets. Um, not have them, but like buy them from me. So I'm buying some tickets from one bestie. I'm going to go see her on I think August 8th in Los Angeles. So I have guaranteed tickets August 8th. And then I did write to my agent and said, please, please, please help me. And he said he would. So I'm very excited about that. But I'm going to spend so much money on Taylor Swift tickets in the new year. I'm not getting them all for free. I'm not using my privilege. I'm using a little bit, but I'm going to spend some money. And I'm very excited. But it was a clusterfuck yesterday. How I guess, much is one stuff. ticket? I'm paying $300 for one um, okay, but that's not bad, like, right? Which that's not great. I mean, that's that's. Well, what very, do you mean? I'm because she's spend doing stadiums. So much money. Because going I'm gonna to like, go travel to see her. Oh, and I'm like going to see her ten times, times so oh, that's yeah, three thousand yeah. dollars at least okay. on tickets plus travel plus hotels. Oh, right. Plus, I'm definitely gonna spend more than three hundred dollars on a ticket because those tickets aren't the closest tickets, and I'm gonna get close up at some point. And right now on StubHub, they're going for ten thousand dollars tickets. Um, what? Like yeah, tickets. I think the cheapest yeah. one is like four hundred. It's it's gotten so bad yesterday that Congress is like starting to talk about how Ticketmaster and Live Nation need to be broken up. Yeah, someone was saying that Taylor should start her own ticketing company, Taylor Ticks. And so Taylor I'm like, interesting. I bet you she will. Um, and then, yeah, so Santa Barbara was so freaking fun and we hung out with my mom and we, after the show, after a Anya's amazing show, we went, and by the way, this girl came up to me after the show. I oh, hate this kind of yeah. fan interaction. She was like, hi, um, okay, I don't, like, don't know who you are at all, but apparently you're like Ooh. a big deal, but like my friend over there is like obsessed with you and like you need yeah. to come talk to her. And I go... I actually, it's a loud bar. I'm not supposed to be talking at all. Like my voice coach said to me, Nikki, I don't go to anywhere loud. Like I don't go to parties. I don't go to loud places. Like you don't, that's, if you are mindful of your voice, you just don't talk in loud places. You don't do it. And so I'm at this place and all of a sudden, as soon as Anya was done, they crank up the DJ, cranks up the music again. Ugh. People are drunk and like screaming in my ear. And I'm like, I got to get out of here. And this woman, right when I'm making my exit, she's like, you need to talk to my friend. And I go, I can't really talk. I just had vocal cord surgery. 
And of course, she's probably thinking, well, I just heard you sing. Of course you can talk. Can I tell you the number of people? And I'm not kidding you. It's literally everyone in my life that I tell. Yeah, I just got back from the doctor. They say I shouldn't talk as much anymore. I'm having to take a break from that. Oh, tell me more about that. Let's talk more about that. Take a fucking hint. I'm not supposed to talk. Stop talking to me. If someone said to me, I have to talk to stop talking and my doctor's notice to stop talking, I would say, then don't talk anymore. Oh, okay, we're done with this conversation. It's yes. not that I don't want to talk to any of these people, but I've had so many conversations about the fact that I can't talk that keep going with more and more questions after I've said it. And I, I feel like I'm losing my fucking mind. Like, I, I don't know how to tell these people, you know, the other day I had to get off a phone call and I go, again, I can't, I have to just go. I've talked too much. My voice hurts. Bye. And I like, hung, I just had to hang up because it was, there was no getting off because they just want to talk more. People don't take hints. Anyway, this woman goes, you have to come talk to my friends. And I, again, like, I don't know who you are. I don't really care who you are. Like that kind of thing of like, maybe she didn't say I don't care, but she was like, I don't know who you are. I guess you're a big deal, but like, I have no clue. And uh, which I don't give a fuck if you don't know who I am. I don't think anyone knows. I don't walk around thinking people know who I am. It literally does not cross my mind most times that I am someone that anyone would know. Um, and I go, I can't really talk. I can take a picture with him though. And so I go over and she goes, sit down, oh, sit down nice and talk to you. him. Sit down and talk to no. him. This woman tells me. And I, I look at her and I was like, no. And she goes, she pulls out the stool. She goes, sit down, sit down. And I go, I'm not, I just told you, I can't talk. I can take a picture. Let's take a picture. And he's like, I'm a big fan. I've been listening since this time. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so nice. Thank you. Um, and he's like holding my hand a little too long kind of thing, you know? And then, and then he's, I go, you have a good friend here. She, you know, keep, and I'm like, why don't you come over, sir? If you want to meet me so bad, I do like when people go, my friend's embarrassed. She really likes you. Right. This guy like wanted me to come to him, you know, that kind of thing. He was like, I'm not going to her. I, and he was kind of like flirty in a way. So he thought maybe this move would get like, and so I took a picture with him and she kept like, trying to k- get me around. But this whole thing of like, I don't know who you are. It's the same people as like, I don't own a TV. Kuh. Kuh. So okay. <laughs> it's all also, I have to say. Also, it's like assuming that you don't have feelings. So then we went to dinner afterwards and I just got to say, my mom is so fucking funny. You guys already know that. All my fans already know that. Like everyone around me knows it. I've always known it too. It's why I've put her on my TV show and had her on my podcast so many times. <laughs> she is so delightfully funny. And we just had such a great time. We, you know, she visited LA and did the show with me and then she did the podcast. And I just love how much my boyfriend loves her and is just laughs at everything she says and everything she does. Like my mom goes, I, he just looks at me and he laughs. I don't even get it. Like, but he just, I think that's one of the reasons I love my boyfriend so much was how much he loves my mom. And like, I am turning into my mom. There's no doubt about it. It is happening. It is like, it's all, it just seems like I'm like transitioning into my mother. Like I just see things, I'll be like sitting in a certain way or I'll be tapping on my phone with both my fingers or I'll be like, (laughs) I don't get it. You know, I'll just say things where I go, oh, you know, we all have those moments of like, I'm turning into my mother, but it's nice that my boyfriend is like, yeah, keep going. He like likes it. Most most men are like, don't turn into your mother, but he loves my mom. But she was cracking us up at oh dinner, God, dude. I was dying. She that was I maybe see my favorite of moment it. of the year. Yeah, having Thai food with that your dinner. mom. 
Um, when she was getting mad about something in the past and she was just like, and then I told them, you fuck off, I'll fuck, or whatever. I was like, oh, I see Nikki. Like when she gets really mad about something and heated and she's like going back in the past and thinking about this moment she had and she was like, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, this is out of control. Absolutely not. And I'm like, oh, she's infuriated. And if and I like, was a man, I would a mow them all down with my sawed off shot. <laughs> what, mom? My, and my mom is Linda Columbine too, by the way. I don't think for the same reasons. What is wrong with me that I have these, I I just want to be normal. Does anyone else just ever want to be normal? And I think that's the thing I struggle with most in my life is like, I just want to be like everyone else. And I know that's like my differences or what sets me apart, but I really struggle with why can't I just be like everyone else? And Who gets to define what normal is though? I do. I do. I'm special. And I know, like, I might not be good. I don't like who I am, but I damn well know who I want to be. Like, I have great taste in who I want to be. And I want to be, <laughs> like, if I could make a collage of who I was, it would be, it would just be Reese Witherspoon. That girl can get away with anything. <laughs> I saw rumors yesterday on Demois about her being a, like, not nice person on set. And for some reason, everyone's like, but her job's really hard. Like, that's why she's not nice. Like, the amount of pressure she's under, it's like, it makes sense. I'm like, why does this bitch get a pass? But when I'm a little bit bitchy, it's like Nikki has a personality disorder. And she, like, but Reese Witherspoon, do I have to have a book club so people let me be a little bit aggressive <laughs> sometimes? Like, why does she, why do some people in entertainment get a, get a pass to be a little bit more like alpha, a little bit more like bitchy sometimes or whatever? And then others, like, you'll get canceled for it. I just don't understand. But I do wish I was more like Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston, Anya Marina, Kirsten Florman, Noah. I wish I were like you. I wish I were like all of you. I just want to be like, just like talk like this and like, yeah. and like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Like, I'm not even, I'm not making fun of you. I really wish that I talked like this and we're just like, yeah. And it just like really felt good. And I don't know. I'm just, I really, I watched a, a leaf today and it was just blowing away. It was so beautiful. And then I, <laughs> and then Who I is that? Yoga. Kirsten? Who, and, yeah, but no, it's all of you. I'm just we like, all have a darker insulting, side. But I want to like, no, there are none of you that are like, okay, fuck. Like you just didn't remember Noah's me, favorite nice. music to make love to. Yeah, but that's like <laughs> cute and endearing. She's not like anthrax. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I jump, feel jump, like jump. that's nothing. That's not. It's weird. Sure, but it's, it doesn't say anything. Of, it's not her doing it. Right. But I can't speak for Noah. But likes. I know when I'm in an argument with someone, I'm definitely not like. And then a leaf was falling delicately from the tree. No, I feel like you're like very much like that. Sounds really hard. Like, <laughs> okay. Like, like that's, that, I wish I got in a like, fight over the last couple of days and I was like, I wish I had not reacted. I wish I had just been like, Hmm, thank you for sharing that. And agree to disagree, but have a great day. Instead, I wasted two hours being like, why don't you go fuck yourself and stay out of my business? Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Okay. So maybe I'm normal. That's good to know. Okay. Let's go. Let's go to take a break and come back normal. with Reddit Dom. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. It is time for Reddit Dump. Karaoke mode. This is your Reddit Dump. All right, this one comes from antinatalism, which is people that are, this is the subreddit for people who um, don't like people having kids. They think the world is full of kids enough and that, that all they do is like, they're kind of troll, like they're not nice people. Like the subreddit I don't post in, I'm not supporting the, these people. These people hate people who are putting more people in this world. And all they post is stuff about like bad parents. And they're like, yeah, these people are the people that are having kids. Great, more of this. So this was an interesting one. It said, and it was a screenshot of a question that someone had as a parent. So the title was, these breeders are insane. They call them breeders. Just thought to drop this here. And then this question is from a person, a person with kids. Am I weird for having sex while a woman 
am I ha- am I weird for having sex with a woman in a studio apartment while her kids sleep? I told her, what are you doing? She said they are heavy sleepers and there are no rooms. LOL. Let me clarify. One was like eight months. The other was two. What do you guys think? Doesn't having matter. sex in a room they with a two-year-old care. and an eight, eight months. What, what was that? Okay, we have a differing opinions here. Noah says no, not right. good. Gross. What, really? Like, the, they don't remember anything. Uh, I think it probably still lives. Like, at that age, oh. kids are like sponges. They just absorb so, so much more information because they can't really communicate that much with their voice. So they have to be hyper aware of their surrounding that I think it just will seep in somewhere and traumatize them in some shape or form. I, I'm a torn. Two is if they're asleep and you're being yeah. really quiet, then I'm okay with it. But it still kind of kills the mood that Wait, there's like yeah, you can't room sleep in a room or in you're, the same room. No, same studio, studio, studio oh, apartment, same room. No, get out. Find a find another time. Maybe if yeah. there's like a curtain or like some kind Do of. Do you thing know that how separates? often this kind of thing is happening? All the fucking time. Yeah. That kids I guess are getting maybe fucked it's a in privileged of. point of view to be like, go into another room. Some people don't have another room. Yeah, they don't have other rooms. And they Is need to make more boyfriend? kids because clearly their lives are going great because they have two kids in a studio apartment and they need more. Um, but that's that's judgmental too. People desire, you know, deserve sexual pleasure even if you have kids and you're not trying to procreate. Um, yeah, I... I think when do kids start remembering though? Like when, when, I mean that woman the other night came up to me and shared her molestation with me and she was like, I was a baby and my dad molested me. So like, how did she remember that? Like repressed memories get brought up. We need to have like a psychologist on here to talk to us about this because I don't know when memories start, but I think at two, you're probably safe to not remember anything, but Noah, you're not wrong that like just the air of your parents, like even waking up and hearing your mom going like, uh, uh, like Ew. might just confuse you as a baby <laughs> you know what i mean like that might create a little bit of like why is mom is mom dying like even right. though babies can't really you know intellectualize is she dying it would just cause alarm so kind my of mom grew okay. up in one room with her whole family in russia so i'm sure she heard some stuff i asked her once i was like did you ever hear your parents having sex she's like i don't know i'm sure they did it i don't know i don't think about it so that's a yes. So Sounds that's like a yes. <laughs> loud and clear. <laughs> I don't think about it. I just put the, they put the baby outside in the snowdrift and then they went inside and had fucking, they fucked each other. And then you cupped your breast and you put the energy into it. These are all different things that Anya's mom has said over the years. Okay, so here's one. This is just good to know. You should know. This is from You Should Know. YSK, you should know. Women experiencing domestic abuse who are choked by their partners are eight times more likely to be subsequently murdered by those partners. So this is just a good rule of thumb for anyone out there. If your boyfriend's thumbprint is on your neck, you are eight (laughs) times more likely to be murdered by him. And I just thought this was interesting. It's like being strangled is such a um, a sign that you want to you have no respect for someone's life and you want to like get the life out of them. That it is a future indicator that if you've been strangled in a domestic violence situation where even once like your boyfriend just was like shut up and like grabbed your throat and not in a sexual way where you were like agreeing upon it. 
because otherwise I should head for the high hills. But like, um, <laughs> if it was, you know, if it's a, a passionate, like, you know, like anger thing, um, watch out. And even if he's never hit you before, then there's a checklist of like, if you are likely to get murdered by your husband, um, and it's really disturbing. But I just thought that was an interesting thing. Like, I wouldn't think that that was the number one indicator that you're yeah. most like more than likely to Good die if out. a guy strangled you. I know. Um, okay. Uh, this one was shitty life pro tips. This is um, just like a kind of, there's, you know, life hacks, life pro tips, but this one's like a shitty one and they're just always like jokey ones, but I think this one was funny. Um, shitty life pro tip. If someone corrects your grammar online, apologize and say your English is not very good. It's technically not a lie, but they will feel bad and likely compliment your English. <laughs> Oh, that was so funny. Like, if you just really fuck up, like, a, most people on YouTube comments are writing just unintelligible things that you just are like, and you could insult them and say, like, it's actually your with an apostrophe. And they're like, well, English, I'm not very good at English. And then you automatically think that it's your second language, but it's just true. So I thought that would be a good tip for Andrew. Okay. So psychology <laughs> is the next one. Um. Oh, this one was interesting. Psychology. Dressing up and begging. A panhandler earns twice as much money wearing a suit versus t-shirt and jeans. What do you guys think make of this? Wow. Twice as much money if a panhandler is wearing a suit. And I kind of pictured myself walking down the street and seeing someone panhandling and then pictured like them wearing a suit and how I would feel. And it almost looks like, man, this guy just got laid off. His wife kicked him out. Yeah. This guy is like just broken down on the side of the road. Like his life just changed. This isn't someone that's made a series right. of bad decisions. It was like something happened just today. Maybe that is it. But it just seems like almost counterintuitive that it wouldn't work that way. You know? Right. You're, right. Because you're thinking you have money. You have a suit. You're like, why should I give you money? But I can yes. also see the opposing like, oh, let's help this guy get, a, get on his feet yeah. again or girl. Like yeah. you got dressed for work today, but you just lost your job. So here you are at the corner instead as an alternative. Whereas if someone's yeah. in rags, we're like, this is too far gone. My dollar's not going to help much. Mm. The simple but effective field experiment showed that people donated more than twice as much money to the scientist when he was wearing a high status suit compared to when he was drabbed in a lower status outfit. Um while we expected that the displaying high status symbols would lead to an increase in giving, I was still surprised by the size of the difference. Why would they expect it to be more? I feel like I hear so often, you know, that homeless guy had a cell phone. I'm not giving anything to him. Like you would think that the more sad someone looks, and I just thought that was interesting, and I don't know what they concluded. Oh, the results confirmed that people perceived the suit-wearing researcher as having higher status than the same person wearing simple attire. They also rated the researcher in the suit as having higher competence, warmth, similarity to the self, and humanity. So I guess we give to situations that we f more closely see ourselves in. So if mm. we can empathize with the situation closer, we are more likely to give to that and be like, uh, oh, th that, that, that could be me. And we, so a guy in a suit sense. is more like us than something. So it's so funny that even giving in the end turns out to be just a selfish endeavor. Selfish. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll add this to my diatribe well of reasons to, <laughs> to my journal of scribblings and drawings. <laughs> Final thought. Noah, you have a video that I sent to you from Reddit. Okay, yes. This comes from Pop Culture Chat. It's people reaching for something, which is why I like hate paid meet and greets. You, you've paid for the album. You've paid for the ticket. You, okay, the parking, yeah, yeah, yeah. you get them in the room and somebody's right, gone, how do we monetize that bit? Not <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, 
you want to do paid meet and greets, do them. I stand by you, but you take the money. If you're an artist and you do paid meet and greets, do it. Cash, I do. And you oh. take the money off. Oh, I take the money. I challenge you. To- it's fucking gross. It's absolutely it's fucking, fucking gross. gross. This guy, Matt I was Healy send from the 1975. Go fuck yourself, guy from the 1975. You know what? Paid meet and greet. Then I would meet no one. It's either I do it paid or I meet no one. And it's not because I want to make money off of it. I could give two shits about the money. It's, it's, it, I, I, I like the money. I'm appreciative that people pay the money to meet me. But I can't meet everyone. And I'm guarantee you this motherfucker does not. He does VIP meet and greets with like record labels and like their kids that, that get hooked up with meet and greets. But this guy isn't waiting after shows. And you can't meet Matt Healy from the 1975 if you go to his show. Guess what? You don't He's get a chance. You don't get a chance to meet him because he doesn't have paid meet and greets and he doesn't have an unpaid meet and greet. So this guy's acting like he meets everyone after a show. If you want to meet me, let's have a real interaction. No, you don't. You don't meet anyone. You stay backstage. You don't meet anyone. I, after shows, spend a fucking hour meeting people and I love doing it. It's part of my, it's one of my favorite things. So don't make me feel bad about monetizing it when I would, I couldn't do it. I wouldn't do it if I didn't monetize it because it would be too many people. So it's either you don't do a meet and greet at all or you do a paid one. And this made me so mad that they were like, it's fucking gross. It's fucking gross. It's like, no, you, you're not telling the whole story. It's so and you know what's fucking gross? Wash your hair, Matt Healy. <laughs> this made me so mad. I saw it a couple weeks ago. I wanted to send it to you. It's privileged for two, two reasons. One, he's a very wealthy musician doing well. He doesn't probably need to do paid meet and greets because his ticket sales are high. Second of he doesn't all, do meet and greets. There's no way he does meet and greets. Right. Do you think that guy meets? How could be, how could he weed out the people to meet? 1975 had thousands of people at their show. What does right. he do? Would, I'd want to hear what he does for meet and greets then. There is no meet and greet. Also, it's such virtue signaling. Like, I'm so okay. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to just meet people freely, which he's not going to do. Secondly, he's not doing Matt that. Healy, yeah. there are, guess what? You're a guy. For a woman who's out there like Nikki or any woman who's famous, you need to separate people, just any old person who could potentially hurt you from people who are serious. You know what one deterrent is? is You have to pay to kill me. A paid meet and greet. Yeah, you got to pay and there's security guards. There's all kinds of precautionary measures. So it's really easy for him to say that. He's a guy that's not too worried about his safety and he's wealthy. Um, Can you imagine how long do you think I would be after, sh- I, I, literally, I would have no time to do even one podcast a week. I would stop touring if I had to do meet and greets after shows for everyone who wanted to do it unpaid and I had no paywall up. And by the way, I give away free meet and greets constantly. All Half the, the meet and greets I do are free because someone comes up to the merch booth and says, I can't afford it. We give them a free one. Someone writes me and goes, I can't afford it. Or someone goes alone. That's why I've done the free meet and greet alone. I'm not trying to make money off of people. I'm just trying to cut down on the number because the problem is if yeah, everyone like if everyone's hour. allowed to get a meet and greet, then they do then they do it. And these people don't really care about meeting me. They just want a fucking picture because they see other people do doing it so if you really want one i'll give you a free meet and greet write to me just try it out i'll give you a free one but this really made me mad because i if you're a 1975 fan have you ever met met matt healy have you ever tried to meet him has it been easy did you i know you didn't have to pay but what did was there a a thing after the show where you got to line up because if there was i'll take back everything i said if this guy waits after shows and does a meet and greet with everyone that wants to meet him that has and there's no paywall or no like 
no kind of um, VIP pass you need, which by the way right. is a paywall. I don't care if your dad knows a guy oh, totally. that works at, um, you know, uh, uh, fucking, you know, Live Nation. That's that is a that's a paywall of a, some kind that your rich dad knew some other rich guy that got you a meet and greet backstage. So, um, I like the 1975, and um, but I just thought this was just so. <laughs> and by the way, meet and greets are available. And like you, I said, if you write me and say you can't afford it, I will give you a free one. I'm never and. I really will. And this is the only time I'm going to say that. So if you hear it, good. I don't think that's, I don't get the shaming around it. It's, we live in a capitalist society. If you want to meet the artist, there's an opportunity. You get like a few minutes with them. You can get something signed. You have an interaction and you can either choose to buy it or not. It's not forced upon you. So what's the controversy? No, but my time and my attention and and fans, they deserve, they deserve my time. And they just like, I want it. And she's a person she has. That's a good, that goes back to me. Like I'm not, I'm cutting back on podcasts, but I want to spend my time singing on Instagram where I'm not making any money. And it's like, why is she doing that? If she could be doing this, like we, we want to do, we want her in the way that we, and this is not any of the fans listening right now. This is on falling on deaf ears because you guys are not the people that I'm talking to. But um, yeah, there is that thing of like, but I want it. And if you don't get like, just do you know how many times people are like get over here take a picture with my friend come here we want to do this okay well, now we want to do a yeah, video to you in santa hold barbara on. Yeah. Well, come over here you just wait stand on this side wait and i uh, just hold and yelling at at matt who's taking pictures and being like um no take another one. Oh my god this is so blurry and just being such cunts about it like this is still someone this is still my time i'm happy to give it and i really do love meet and greets when people come up and say i know you hate this i'm so sorry i don't hate it i don't i promise you i don't it is more fun for me than the show a lot of times uh, truly i love meeting fans and i didn't used to like it and i i genuinely like it now i'm so glad i can say that but when you boss around the people that are taking pictures when you don't say thank you when you hand your phone to, or he hands your phone back to you. When you don't say like, it's really bothersome. You don't, you're too entitled. I don't care what you paid. You still say thank you. And that's not one I'm talking to here. Cause you guys are all cool and nice. Um, I'm in Burlington, <laughs> Vermont this week. I am in um, Providence, Rhode Island next week. I'll be, um, the Grand Marshal of the Thanksgiving Day Parade there in St. Louis. So come see me sing the national anthem downtown if you want to do that. And then, um, uh, and then the following week, I am in Memphis. And then there's Atlantic City. There's Hershey, Pennsylvania. There is Waterloo, uh, New York. And then um, St. Louis for New Year's Eve. And many, many more dates, all at NikkiGlazer.com. I would love to meet you. Meet and Greet's available at Meet and Greet. And if you go alone, you can write me going alone, the na- your name and the city, and I will give you a free uh, uh, Meet and Greet. And because you listen to this special episode, if you just can't afford a Meet and Greet and you go in a group, I'll grant you one of those too. Just write me and just tell me your situation. I'm appreciative that you can go to my show. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. And uh, don't be kidding. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. 
Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.